You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello and welcome to episode number 77 of the Travel Talk Weekly Show. Original air date, March 30th, 2021. And this is a show that I was very excited to write and talk about. I know, right? So we just got back from an amazing trip to Utah and I can't wait to tell you all about it. We were there to visit my friend and college roommate, Tiff, whose daughter was getting married. So congrats, Lexi and Jeff. And then we also got to see my other roommate from college, Jen, and her husband, Ben, and their kids, Bella and Griff. And they actually came and visited Clearwater over Thanksgiving. And we're so excited because I think we've talked them into coming back this year. And the funny thing is, we didn't even have to talk them into it because Ben came up and said, now, just so you guys know, we're going to come back down. We had a great time. <laughs> I know. Plus, we got to get a lot of family time we in, too. We did. And there are some shows where because of the topic, it kind of writes itself. And this show is one of those shows. And while we were on this trip, we kept saying, oh, this is going to be such a good show. I mean, we, we had a great time hanging out with family. One of the things that I enticed you to come out and go to Tiff's daughter's wedding. Bribery. Was bribery called? We're going to go skiing while we're out there. And it was pretty funny, especially all of the things that happened on this particular trip. I know, right? It was crazy. But first, I have some great news, which could affect the future of this show. I got a call on Saturday that I won $10 million, and I only had to get them 25000 to get that payment. That sounds like a great deal. Okay, I kind of played this out, and I had this guy calling me like every hour asking me if I had gone to CVS to get the gift cards. Yep, that's going to happen. Plus, I recorded a few of the calls just for the entertainment value. Like how people fall for this is amazing. It blows my mind. Well, now he was falling for you actually going to do it. Just concerns me that there are people out there that get taken advantage of by these people. I know. He called me again yesterday while we were at lunch. and I told him to hold for my accountant. He promptly hung up. Yeah, I think that's the last time you'll hear from him. No, no $10 million for you. So I guess that means we have to keep doing the show. <laughs> I guess so. We want to start this show and with some big thank yous. Yeah, we have a lot of thank yous. First, Alpine Adventures. They are our partners in building ski trips. And a company they recommended called Ski Butlers. More on them later. Eric at the Canyons Village Transportation. And he is our transportation guy for Park City from now on. Also, Miley at the Silverado Lodge where we stayed and... We had a great conversation with her. She helped us out. And then I think the manager's name is Brenton. He upgraded us. Like we walked in. I'm like, oh, this is, you know, nice room. It's kind of small. Wait a minute. There's a second room with a full kitchen, another bathroom, and a fireplace. I know, right? <laughs> Had we known that, maybe we could have enticed some of the nieces and nephews to come up and, and join us. Yeah, we could have bribed them. <laughs> One of the things that made this trip so awesome is we got to see a lot of your family, both of your brothers, two of your sisters. A whole bunch of nieces and nephews, and best of all, we got to spend time with your mom, who is amazing. I know. We had her homemade cinnamon rolls. I mean, my brother and his family made an amazing Disney-inspired meal, and then that same day, we went over and had homemade pizzas at my sister's house with that cool little, um, like a pizza oven. Yeah. It was pretty cool. A propane-powered pizza oven that they had to put outside because you can't have that in the house, and it was really cold that day. Yeah, it was. And of course, we couldn't go all the way to Utah and not get in at least a couple of days of skiing. And when it comes to planning ski adventures, which this one definitely was, you will hear all about that adventure. 
we work with a company called Alpine Adventures, and they are travel partners of ours who handle all of the details for every component of a ski trip. And they know the mountains, and they know like where to go, best places to stay. If it's something that we don't book a lot of, as in skiing, we always like to partner with the pros. And even though you and I had skied Park City before, we had never stayed there. And we had a lot of fun adventures on this trip. And isn't that just part of the fun of travel are the is, adventures and is. the stories. <laughs> we also learned some new things and came back with some funny little adventures. Yes. So let's start off with something that in the past hasn't been an issue, but definitely was on this trip. Which is really weird. I know. And it caused a ton of stress for both of us. And that was Lyft and Uber. And it started before we even left our house in St. Pete. When we're going to be gone for about a week, we'd like to take Uber or Lyft to the airport, even though we live pretty close to the airport. We like getting dropped off at Skycap because it makes it a nice start to the vacation. Yeah, nice and easy. And on this trip, we were about 15 minutes from when we wanted to leave. So we priced out both Uber and Lyft like we normally do. And Uber was cheaper. So we went ahead and requested a ride and nothing was coming up. It was like such a tease. But at the same time, we then tried Lyft as well. And the same thing, no drivers were available. We've never had that happen. And we kept trying. Time is passing. Of course, I'm starting to get nervous. And eventually, Uber driver was found. But then the app said he won't be there to pick us up for another 25 minutes. And I could see he was all the way over in Tampa. And I'm like, 25 minutes? I don't know about that. And this is all at three in the afternoon on a Thursday. It's not like it's a peak time. And at your insistence and fear of missing our flight, we just threw our bags in the car and drove to the airport. And we're just going to go park in the economy lot. Yeah. So we pulled up to Skycap because we did have a lot of bags and only to learn that they closed at three. And so we had to take everything in and we were checking three bags. So I was like, okay, I'll just run in, check the bags, and then I'll come back out and hop in the car. And yeah, we had, you know, our ski equipment. So everything was kind of bulky. And it was a little much for one person to be trying to juggle around. It was crazy. And so after some decisions, I went ahead and went in and there was a huge long line. So I'm in line. And again, I'm starting to get nervous because this line is not moving very fast. There was only one person checking bags. And so I'm waiting. And then I realized um, I have the car key in my pocket. And of course, like a lot of modern cars, it's a push button start. So we don't have to have the key in the ignition itself. And I'm just sitting in the drop off lane going, um, I can't go park because I'll never be able to get the car to go that far without a key. <laughs> so the drop off for the bags was a little further in the building than normal. It was. And so I was just like, you're gonna have to come and get the key. I can't get out of line. And we don't normally fly Delta. And I forgot where the Delta desk was. Yeah. So we decided the line's too long. I'll just check bags and we'll just meet at the gate and you'll go and find parking. But that didn't really work out so well no. either. So I pull up and they've got one of those tote boards. You know, they have them at like the Disney Springs parking lot, same thing. And it tells you how many spaces are available. And all six floors, five floors, wherever it was, they all said full. Luckily, I did find a spot, but economy parking at Tampa Airport is way out there. Yeah. And yeah, it was just that was a very stressful start to our vacation. So lesson learned, if you do want to take Uber or Lyft, or any kind of a transfer in advance, whether it's a cab or a private transfer, always schedule it in advance. Because guess what? The same thing happened to us when we were trying to go from um, Salt Lake City up to Park City. We were having a hard time finding an Uber or Lyft. Eventually, we did on that one. 
But then when we wanted to go to the airport on our return, we couldn't find anything. So we found out that Uber and Lyft, maybe it's because of the shutdown, but we've been using them, you know, a lot. We went to Cancun twice and used them, never had a problem. But lucky the very nice person at Silverado Lodge said, oh, I have a transportation company I use. Now here's the difference. It was about a $40 Lyft ride with this private company, 125 bucks. Yeah, a little bit more. But they were there, and reliable. they were reliable, and they got us to the airport. And he was telling us, because he works that area a lot, he was saying that Uber and Lyft up there have like a 95% turnover rate. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, and the guy that took us from Salt Lake City to Park City, who was a Lyft driver, he was only driving for like a week. He just started. Yeah. He owned a service station, and he sold it. I'm like, oh my gosh, now you just get to drive <laughs> around in this beautiful area. <laughs> so we had not skied since our last trip to the French Alps in 2013, so it was you know, it had been a while, but we were so excited to get up to Park City and skiing. And also, it had just snowed the day before, so we knew the conditions would be great for our first ski day. And seeing the mountains with snow on them for the first time in eight years, because we had been to Colorado, but not up in the mountains. And just to see snow on the mountains, you know, from your mom's front window was very cool. Yeah, I forget how pretty the mountains are. In Park City, there are two main ski areas, If you, especially if you want ski in, ski out, or something close to that. There's Park City Mountain Village, the official Park City Mountain. There's also the Canyons Village. And we were in the Canyons area. Park City used to be its own ski resort. So much has changed since we skied there. So much. <laughs> and then um, and then you'd have Canyons that they were completely separate. So they were independent two ski resorts. Now it is just one. But one of the great things about Park City, if you've ever skied like to Colorado, is it is a short ride from the airport. Park City is only about 40, 45 minutes, and that is much better than the two, three, four hours going into the Colorado ski resorts. And with so many components that make up a ski trip, we worked with our friends over at Alpine Adventures. They know the slopes, the resorts, the ins and outs, how lift tickets work. The last time we skied, it was a paper lift ticket. Now it's a credit card. (laughs) They know what to avoid. They're experts at equipment rentals, pretty much everything. So it's a done for you vacation package. Yeah. So huge thanks to Amy and Cassie over there who made this so easy. I mean, we were we were definitely out of practice when it came for skiing ourselves. And we also knew if we had any questions, we could just give them a call. And it was also a crazy busy week trying to get ready for this trip. And for some reason, I had it in my head that we were ski in, ski out. And as we're going up in the lift, I'm like, I don't think this is ski in, ski out. And you know, they, they responded right away. She'll, yeah, remember it was going to be a lot more money. I'm like, yep, that sounds like us. <laughs> but also a service that we only knew existed because of them. And that's called Ski Butlers. More on that later, but they were awesome. So to give you kind of an idea about a ski vacation, we thought it would be fun to just kind of hop through Things like lodging, the skiing experience itself, equipment, and a few of the details to get you ready if you want to go on a ski adventure as well. So the first thing is when it comes to choosing lodging, we loved the location. It would have been nice if we would have been ski in, ski out, but we were trying to save a little bit on our budget. But one of the key things whenever you do a ski vacation is always Find a resort where you have a hot tub. That is a must-do. And that's something that we did every day. I was a little sore because our nephew, Johnny, really into baseball. So we were at your mom's house and I was playing catch. And a couple of times the ball went behind me and I had to go run down the street to get it. And I was like, wow, the altitude really does affect you. Yeah, I know, right? And it actually worked out good that we were able to acclimate a little bit and then head up and go skiing. Hot tub is a must do. And, you know, it was so fun, though, because we did we went every single night. And every single time we met some really fun people just hanging out, swimming, 
who now will be future clients because we are introducing them to some really cool ski opportunities that are coming up. And we were talking to your brother, Blake, who was down here in the Tampa Bay area about a month ago. And he was saying that normally, you know, it takes a while to get their heart rate up or how many steps or something. He said the beach couldn't happen. But again, they live in Utah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's much easier to get acclimated to sea level than the other way around. Yes, that is so true. Our favorite experience, though, when it does come to choose lodging is if your budget allows, do a ski in and ski out. And what this means is that you literally ski straight from the mountain to the door of your resort. And then down the hallway and right into your room. You don't ski in there. You don't do, that's not it. Yeah. (laughs) And that's something that you and I are going to do for a trip we're taking in December. We'll talk about that in a few. And in this case, we were close enough. The shuttle ride was maybe two minutes. Like we were really close. And the Silverado Lodge, they had a free shuttle, which is really easy to use. And you just open up an app and requested a ride. Yeah. And so we figured out a cool kind of pickup place that they could come and get us as opposed to meeting us in the in the village area. We could ski down a little further and they would come and pick us up there where it wasn't as congested, which was kind of nice. Uh, full disclosure, we found that place by accident on the first yes, day. Yes, we did. <laughs> and it was just easier than, you know, coming down to the bottom of the runs and then taking off your skis and carrying them to where a shuttle could pick you up. It's about 100 yards. But this, we skied and, you know, the ski racks were 10 yards from the end of the run. We just called them. They picked us up. One thing we learned about the two sides of those, or, you know, the canyons versus Park City is canyons is mostly blue runs. And for those of you that don't ski, blue is the intermediate. So they're going to be a little bit steeper than the green runs, which are the easiest. But Park City did have a lot of green runs. Yeah. So if you were a beginner skier, you may want to stay over on the Park City side. They did have at least one green run. I think they had like one or two. And it was a gondola that took you up mid-mountain. And so that's an option, but you would never ski all the way down because you would have to get on a blue run in order to do that. Also, this is time for a Robin Carey ski trip. If you've never skied before or if you haven't skied in multiple years, probably a good idea to take a lesson. Now, a little bit different because I, I used to teach, so I, I kind of picked it right back up and I could help you. But if you haven't skied in a long time or if you've never skied, take a lesson. It's just easier. Definitely. So the cool thing, though, is now that this is all one big ski resort, you can ski from canyons to Park City or vice versa. And we did that on one of our days. It did take us multiple lifts, a couple runs, and a gondola, but still very easy to do. And like the gondolas at Disney, one family per gondola. Yeah, I kind of liked the distancing that they were doing. I did too. Yeah, (laughs) No, no, uh, no complaints for me on that one. Now, it did take us about an hour to get from canyons to Park City. So if you are going to do that, this is going to be a long day. But with the limited capacity... Sometimes it felt like we were the only ones on the mountain. It was awesome. Which was so fun. And it was wide open. I'm also, I'm blown away how good our video footage from our GoPros was. And we will share some of our video. We'll put it up on our YouTube channel. We'll put a link in the show notes as soon as it's ready. Um, But we still need to do a little bit of editing. I was especially impressed with how steady the shots were because we both had our GoPros. Um, You were wearing the Hero 5 Black and I had the Hero 7 Black mounted to our helmets. And the footage was very smooth and Hollywood-like. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we requested when we had our helmets was, can we get one that has a little GoPro adapter on it? So let's talk about the ski equipment. Again, some of you may know that back in my college days, I was a snow ski instructor. I I think you've mentioned that a few times. Maybe I have. Maybe (laughs) I haven't. Well, and a ski trip was actually our very first date back in 2005 to Alta, Utah that time. But the last time we actually skied was in 2013 when we stayed at three different resorts with Club Med in the French Alps. And that was a pretty epic trip. And that's where we met our friends at Alpine Adventures who happened to be on that trip with us. 
Now, when it comes to ski equipment, we really do know what we're talking about. We we have all the things we needed, and we'll share that list with you in a few minutes. So when we were checking in on Sunday to ski Monday and Tuesday, Ski Butlers brought us our skis, poles, and helmets, because we brought our own boots and jackets and gloves and all that kind of stuff. And speaking of helmets, I thought the foam in their helmet was falling apart. Turns out, it was my goggles. The foam at the top and bottom of the goggles had pretty much fallen apart. And I had tried these goggles on before we even went yeah, out there. I you tried, tried them on multiple times like, at yeah, home. They're, yeah, the goggles are fine. I wanted to see how they would work fitting over my glasses, which they would have done had they not fallen apart. And I used them. Yeah. So that was like the first of many adventures where it was so funny. The guy's like, um, I don't think there's any foam in that helmet. That's there was fall. not. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's your goggles. And then we were like, oh, no, we did kind of go to look to see if we could get some goggles. They were quite expensive. And I'm like, for two days, and it's going to be kind of partly cloudy tomorrow. So I think we'll be okay. So then I was prompted to look at my goggles as well. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, they look good. Oh, no, the top. Missing all the foam across the top. How did we not see this before? And on that Sunday when we had gone to look at goggles, you know, we went to one of the stores on the mountain, always the most expensive place to buy anything. And the person was super nice, but you don't lead with, oh, we have a $40 pair, but we're out of them. Well, okay, I don't want to spend, and the pricing on the rest of the goggles were like $200. Yeah. And I'm not going to spend that much, you know, to use them for two days. Luckily, I have, you know, nice prescription sunglasses and that worked out fine. As it turns out, ski equipment has a shelf life. Oh, it does. <laughs> Which leads me to my next story. So, you know, we go up and you and I, we got a bunch of work done on Monday morning. We did. And so we didn't get there right when it, the lifts open. And we were like, you know, what? we're going to kind of do the opposite. The lines will be really short, which they were. So we got there at about like 10, 1030-ish. And we get up, we go grab the orange bubble lift. And we took, my brother had said, jump on that one. And so we took that one up, put you at the top of a green. And so this was going to be our first run. So we, you know, we go down, we're like, all right, this isn't so bad. And I think we may have gone up to like another green and just gone down again real slow. And then we're like, okay, I think we're ready to go over to a blue and hop on a new ski lift. Because that's pretty much how it works. If you've never been skiing, you get on a lift and these lifts get you from the bottom of a certain area up so you can ski down and there's tons of them on the mountain. Yeah, sometimes it's like connect the dots. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So as we were riding up one of this these lifts, you know, I just I looked down and I was like, oh, maybe I'll get like a cute photo with my skis. It would have been a cute there. photo. And I looked down at my boot and I was like, um, huh, my boots look like they're missing some pieces. Now, I didn't feel them getting looser or anything, but this was pretty epic. I'm looking at them and I'm like, wow, my boots are falling apart, literally. Yeah, there was like a chunk missing. and On both of them. I, I know, we just, and we just started laughing. So we get off the lift. And very gingerly, you glided over to the Mid-Mountain Restaurant, where because of COVID, we had to have a reservation, so luckily we did. And the first thing we asked for after checking in was duct tape. <laughs> and then you wanted some zip ties, both of which they had, by the way. And I wanted the zip ties because the strap at the top of my boots uh, was splitting in half, kind of separating. But the funny thing was the other employees that came to our table just to see you working on your boots with the duct tape. It became, and it is D-U-C-T, duct tape. But it became the photo op of the day. And people were just, oh my gosh, I've never seen that. And every person we talked to, even the guy at Ski Butler, she's like, 
I've never seen anything like this. It was, yeah, it was definitely quite the experience. It was very rare. The plan was that we were going to then just ski down and then we'd call ski butlers and just rent some boots from them. I go to stand up from lunch and the top half of one of my boots pretty much disconnected from the bottom half. And that was really weird. So I said, you know what? And we were very lucky if you think about it, we should probably just hop on the gondola and go down. Now, Which had we been any other place, we would have had to ski down. We would have had to have skied down. Because when you're at the top or mid-mountain, they don't let you just get on and ride down. Right. With the gondola, they do. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. And yeah, I, those boots, I'll post a picture on social media, but those boots were so sad. It was funny. Yeah, it was. The clothing brand that we love for skiing is called Spider. That's Spider with a Y. And what we did not know was, did you know ski clothing also has a lifespan as well? That's something we learned on this trip. (laughs) So most of, if not all, our little rubber zipper poles came off completely. We kept finding them everywhere. Luckily, they were attached to metal zippers as well, metal zipper poles. But here was the funny thing. I'd zip up my coat. Oh, there goes another one. Yep. And my coat in particular had a little couple sections that had like little reflective pieces on it, and they were disintegrating. And I said, you know, for two days, I can live with it because I wanted to have the same picture of us in the same clothes, I have to say, from back in 2005. Yeah, I don't think we'll be recreating that anymore. <laughs> no, Spider's going to either have to, I'm either going to get a new jacket or they're going to start replacing the zipper poles yeah, for right. me. And when it comes to ski stuff that you need, you know, it's not like just jumping on a plane and you know coming to Florida for a vacation. There are very specific things you'll need for a ski trip. And I'm going to start with your feet. So this is, this is our, our list of things that you will need. A good pair of wool socks, at least two to three pair depending on how long you're going to be skiing. And you want them to be tall ski socks because you want them to be taller than your boots. Yes, and good ski socks will have a little extra padding on the shin. Yes. Ski jacket, don't try to wear a regular jacket. Just, you know, again, spiders are go-to, and I have a couple of spider jackets. Don't skimp out on here. The thing I love about our jackets is it had so many different pockets. Yeah. There were pockets everywhere. There was even a pocket in the sleeve up by the wrist where I could keep my, my lift ticket slash card because they use an RFID chip in them to know if, we're, if we paid for that day. And it was very handy. Ski pants are another one. You are probably going to, you know, at some point fall down. So you want to make sure you have some good, comfortable ski pants. Usually, like underneath, I'll wear like leggings or, you know, just it depends how cold it's going to be. We have this brand called Hot Chilies. And if we are going somewhere where it's really cold, that's just another extra layer to keep you warm. And some people like ski pants. Some people like ski bibs. I prefer ski pants. I've worn them, you know, my whole ski career. Luckily, my pants were fine and they fit really nicely. Yeah, you know, those pants, nothing went bad with your pants. That was good. Yes, <laughs> that was a win. Also, and this is something we didn't need all the time, but I, I would say a good a good wool ski hat. I will say that the helmets actually kept my head pretty warm. Yeah. And I think a couple of times I wore a little Nike beanie, but other than that, I didn't really wear a thick hat. And of course, you want to have some good gloves. I like to kind of double up. So I have some that are more like liners, and then I do mittens on top. And then you have just regular gloves with liners as well. The worst thing, though, is when if you don't have the right socks or gloves and your hands and feet get cold, that can ruin a good ski. And that day. was happening like the first day. My hands were sweating, so I took off the gloves and just wore the liners. But there are times when you needed both. Yep, and so absolutely. It's, it doesn't it almost doesn't matter whether it's whether it's your gloves or, you know, the shirts that you wear, which we're gonna talk about in a second. You always want to have layers just in case. Yes, skiing and, is all about layers. And so I would talk to you, like we have a couple of local ski shops here in Florida. Ask them, you know, what the best shirts are because you want them to be moisture wicking. You want to have a couple of those. You do not want to have cotton next to your skin because that will retain the moisture. And also, you're going to sweat. 
and it's and it's going to get cold. You want to get the moisture away from your skin. Since we had not skied in a long time, we had never skied with helmets. I know, this is a first. Yeah, so this was a first, and like you said, it kept my ears warm. I kind of liked it. I didn't mind it. I liked I could just snap the GoPro on the mount, so that was kind of fun. But you do need to have a good helmet. Very important because... Sometimes that helmet is protecting you from other people, like the lady who totally ran into me because she was I cannot plowing she did that. through. I know. She, I was like, okay. And we were down at, you know, at the base of one of the... Where you're supposed to be going slow. Because there's big, giant barriers everywhere that yeah. says slow. And I turned around. You were on the ground. I'm like, well, how did you fall? We were just... Yeah, she clipped the back of my skis. Yeah, and so I'm looking at her. I'm like, and you said that she was laughing when she did it. Oh, she totally was. And I'm like, you need to be careful. She's like, well, it's not like I did it on purpose. I'm like, I know, but... But you should have been going slow. Exactly. You ran somebody over and you're laughing about it. And then her husband's like, is everything okay? I'm like, it is now. But I mean, it's like, yeah, just be safe. Always ski in control, no matter where you are. Now, goggles are really important because when the light gets really flat, it's Basically, it's really hard to see where any like levels are because it's it's just like totally yeah, it's flat. hard. It's hard to gauge the terrain. Yeah. Versus you know good ski goggles versus what I had. And this is so funny because it was our last run on our you know only our second day, but we were only skiing two days. I'm like, okay, it's nice and sunny. And by the time we got down, it started snowing, and I could just hear the snow hitting my sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it definitely you want to get some good goggles and there's different lenses for goggles too. And it all is based on what that lighting is. So talk to a ski professional and they can walk you through that. It's also good if you're going to be wearing ski goggles is to get the ones like you said that have removable lenses. We were talking to a really nice couple from Chicago. We were talking about some of our equipment failures. And I was telling him that, yeah, my goggles were, they fell apart. I have prescription glasses and sunglasses. He goes, oh yeah, I, he goes, I have mine right now. I'm like, what? He goes, can't you see? And he showed me it was Oakley goggles, but they had prescription lenses is clipped on the inside. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get those. But here's something that is equally, if not more important to me, and that is a good pair of ski boots that are personally fitted to you. Usually what they'll do is they'll they'll heat up the footbed so it forms to your foot. And we've had our boots, I have to say, since 2005. And guess what? It's time for new ones. Yours are completely <laughs> Mine are unusable. completely unusable. They're destroyed. My straps that aren't that important, but it, both of them separated. And like there's like stuff falling off it like it was snow or something. It wasn't actual snow. It was like, I don't know. Couldn't even tell what we it was. We don't even know what it was. But then my right boot, part of it was cracked. Luckily, unlike yours though, mine cracked in a place that it really doesn't change the functionality. But if you're getting new boots, I am too. Okay. For, for, our, for our trip in <laughs> December. Now, one of the things that can be very frustrating when you do rent ski equipment is if you wait to get it when you arrive and you just go to, you know, like the Canyons Village or wherever those common rental places are, you're going to find yourself waiting in line forever and very little personal attention. And it's going to add just that extra annoyance. Um, Alpine Adventures had hooked us up with ski butlers, and it was the coolest experience. They totally just brought everything to our hotel room. We didn't even have to leave the room, and they fitted our skis to our boots that we had brought with us, and they made sure that the helmets and, you know, we were comfortable with everything. And that was just so, so nice. I mean, we literally were just sitting on the couch in front of the fireplace, enjoying an adult beverage, and it was awesome. And Cedric specifically, you know, said, you know, I think because he saw some of our clothing and stuff that we had skied before, and he was telling me, you know, you, if you don't like your skis, you know, I can bring you another pair. I'm like, no, no, we're only skiing two days. I'll be fine. That was not the case. When we're on the catwalks, and you and I are next to each other, and you end up going faster than me, these skis hadn't been waxed in a long time. 
I called, I ended up talking to a guy named Brad, and he, they needed to come over on the second day anyway because they needed to bring you boots. I'm like, you know what? Go ahead and switch out my skis. And again, he comes right to the room and he says, these are nicer. These are high performance. These are the, the same skis that I personally use when I go skiing. And I can tell you that day two of skiing on the new, you know, the new high performance skis totally made a difference. And that's one thing that is unique is if you are renting equipment and you're not happy with it, that's when you want to let them know because if you if we were going to be there for a full week and you didn't switch out your skis, I think you would have been really annoyed by the second day. But it was definitely a better experience. But you want to make sure those boots are comfortable, whether they are your own. I ended up doing a little bit of both on this trip. And my rental ones were actually really, really comfortable. And so he said that he had brought an upgraded type of boot. So always ask about that if you're unsure or if you do get a boot on and you're like, something's just not right, let them know. And that's why I really enjoyed working with this company because this was just that personal service. We weren't sitting on a bench with, you know, 50 other people all trying to fight for equipment. And at the end of our second day, when we were done, I got a message probably about 3.30. We just got back to the room. And it was Josh. He said, hey, it's Josh from Ski Butlers. You know, we'd like to come get your equipment. I'm like, no problem. I, I sent him a text message. said, the skis are in the ski room. He said, I'll grab those and just put the pair of rental boots and the two helmets outside your door, which we did because we wanted to hit the hot tub one last time. Yeah, great service. Now, one of the things since COVID and everything is that has changed how you do some skiing is when it comes to food, especially in Park City, reservations were critical. If you take Disney World vacations, you're already used to this. (laughs) For reservations, we could go in at 7 a.m. on the app. Everything is on an app these days. And we could grab a reservation for that peak time for lunch, which we knew we'd want to be taking a break then anyway. And they would have all those times. So just like anywhere else, the peak times are going to be between 11.30 and 1.30. After that, you probably could have just walked in. Even like for dinner, and for deliveries, everything is slower and, you know, you're you're in the mountains and so things are just a little bit different. I remember my brother saying, if you do delivery, you're going to want a way to heat it up because it'll probably be cold by the time it gets there, which ironically, we did get pizza one night because we were just being super lazy and that came so fast. Yeah, we ordered a pizza and a salad from Domino's of all places, you know, because they were fairly close. And from the time we ordered till it came to our door, it was like 25 minutes. I was like, oh my gosh, that was fast. And no, we had a microwave and an oven if we needed to heat up the leftovers because we never eat a full pizza. But the other smart thing we did is we had our fire stick with us so we could watch our own TV shows. Yeah, that was kind of fun. But Park City has some of the most amazing restaurants. There were some that were in the village area which is where we were, the Canyons Village. And then over on the Park City side, which that one you can take a free shuttle, but it's like a bus, so you have to get down there. And you head on over and you can go to Main Street. We had dinner there one night, and that's just kind of a cool vibe over there. So definitely put that on your must-do list if you are going to Park City. Well, we're definitely going to go skiing again next season. In fact, we're already working on some ski packages for clients who want to stay right in the Canyons Village at a brand new resort. Yeah, so if you are ready to book your next ski vacation, reach out to us or your Creating Magic Vacations travel advisor and we will match you up with the perfect ski vacation. Now is a great time to get ski vacations on the books. I predict that the 2021-2022 season will be very popular when it comes to skiing. Yeah, for sure. And two of the places that we focus on and will for this next ski season are going to be Park City, Utah, and then also a brand new place that is just outside of Quebec that hasn't opened yet. 
and that is Club Med Charlevoix. Speaking of that, if you want to go skiing with us, we'd love to have you join us the week of December 5th when we'll be skiing at, again, the brand spanking new Club Med Charlevoix. It's about an hour north of Quebec. Here's the best part. It's all inclusive. And here's what that means. Your resort room, your lift tickets, your ski lessons if you want them, plus all food and drinks, including the adult variety. Yeah, and we were very fortunate to experience this in France with Club Med. At that time, there were no all-inclusive resorts in North America. And that was back in 2013. This is actually the first one in a long, long time. So we're really excited about that. And one thing I did was I priced it out. So this is for two adults for an entire week. Again, including all your food, skiing, everything I just mentioned. It was like 3600 for two people. For two people. Two, which is, is yeah. crazy. You can't go and ski Utah for that cheap if you're going to no. go for a whole week, including all your food, your drink, your equipment, and your lessons, which we took some of their lessons when we were in France. And they were really great because they pair you up based on your skill level. And if they feel like you're doing a little bit better the next day, they may put you in a different class, or they may put you in a lower class, whatever it is, so that you have a great Yes, experience. lower class. <laughs> or maybe it's middle class. I don't remember. So here's a funny story. Because we were posting a lot of things from Park City, a good friend of ours named Jack, he reached out and he told us that he bought a condo there in a brand new place called the Pendry. And we started laughing because we were standing next to the building the day before, and it's still very much under construction. Yes, it is. It was wrapped in plastic, um, not to keep the workers warm, but to keep the snow out because it's still wide open. So we told him for our special clients, we will put them in his brand new place and we'll help manage it. That means transportation from Salt Lake City Airport right to the Pendry and personalized ski rentals from our partners at Ski Butlers. Yeah, that's going to be a really nice package. I'm excited about that. So that is Robin Carey's Ski Adventure. That's been a long time since we've skied and I can't wait to go back. And hopefully if you're listening to this and you would like to join us, reach out because, you know, skiing with friends is more fun. I totally agree. And when we talk about December 5th, that's the grand opening week at Club Med Charlevoix. So we're going to be there for the grand opening. It's going to be awesome. We're also excited to announce that for the month of April, it's all about cruising, where and when to go. Also, how to choose the right ship for you, how to pack, and Every Tuesday in April is going to be Cruise Tuesday. We'll leave you with this. The world is a book, and those that don't travel read only a page. It's time to get back to the ski vacation. Well said. Well said.